0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard On the eve of a huge weekend across Scottish football There will be no away fans in either of the remaining Old Firm League games this season As ticket allocations are removed completely Ange Postacoglu defends the Scottish Premiership After Kyogo and Hitati's international snub And it's Motherwell and Hibs who are out to spoil the Big Two's weekend With a full Saturday card to come in the top flight I'm Gordon Duncan and two men for the big occasion Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevens are here Running through those headlines Gordon I think it's a sad day That there'll be no Rangers fans at Celtic Park On the 8th of April And there'll be no Celtic fans at Ibrox In the first game after the split It's uh, for a long-standing member Of the Old Firm Watchers Committee It's a sad day uh, With regard to our Premiership tomorrow The Japanese national team manager May have dismissed the Premiership But come 12.30 at Fir Park all eyes will be upon Rangers trying to protect a record which says that Motherwell haven't beaten Rangers in any league match since Boxing Day of 2022, 21 years ago. As for Hibs going to Celtic, how do you like these stats? Last three games, Celtic have scored 11 goals. They've had 10 different goal scorers. On you go, Lee Johnson. He's done all his homework. I mean, everybody knows he meant to say 2002, yeah, apart from 2022, okay. but he's done his homework, yeah. which means you and I can just kick back and relax. He's got us covered. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's good to have a good Saturday fixture. I'm not 100% in agreement with you regarding the, the allocation for the, the away fans, because I think the, the numbers are so small now that I think actually sometimes just give you more of a headache if you've only got a couple of hundred. I do agree if you had one complete end back in the day, because it does create atmosphere. But recently, I think the numbers are so small that I think that it takes away a headache for, for policing and stewarding. Um, and as far as, um, you know, the selection of uh, Kyogo and uh, Hatati is concerned, they must have some midfield players and some strikers in the J- yeah. Japanese national side because those two players have been absolutely magnificent. 0141 Look, there's never a shortage of talking points in Scottish football anyway, but it is Friday night and tomorrow every single team in the Premiership Plays on the same day These things are a rarity They don't come around too often Every single one of them Motherwell against Rangers Kicking us off at lunchtime Celtic Hibs Aberdeen Hearts Dundee United St Mirren Kelly St Johnston And Livy Ross County Every team involved So just on the pitch In a purely footballing sense Tomorrow You must have something on your mind And then As Hugh and the guys have quite rightly Alluded to There are other big stories Big headlines doing the rounds No away fans whatsoever for Celtic against Rangers Rangers against Celtic In the league Between now And the end of the season What's your reaction to that? How do you feel about that? Do you ever see that changing? Is that going to be it now forever? Give us all your thoughts please On that topic Or anything else That you think we've missed It's 01419511025 And don't forget All this week on Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've been giving away tickets To Glasgow's International Comedy Festival It's already underway It started on Wednesday it runs for the next couple of weeks And what we've done every night this week Is basically every caller who phones in 
And makes a football point to the panel They then go in to a draw for a pair of tickets To a different show at the Comedy Festival So for tonight it's a pair of tickets to see Rich Hall at the Garage On the 2nd of April And we chuck in dinner for two at Glasshoe and Royal Exchange Square as well So a nice incentive for you Just in case you're not too Do I want to pick up the phone? Well that should tip you in the right direction You'll have a good night out on us And I mean Think about it right The chance to moan at Hugh Keevans And get a comedy show And a dinner for You know on top this, of it this, this is the comedy festival of course Exactly That, that, that comes before I make my predictions At 12.30 tomorrow <laughs> Is Gordon and uh, uh, Taking part in this year Mark taking oh, part listen, double like They could be in the comedy <laughs> festival Couldn't they He's had an offer Ah. I'll, I'll, I'll update there the, the nation on it tomorrow um, But there's, there's, there have been talks underway <laughs> Believe it or not uh, Anyway 01419511025 I think there is one obvious place uh, To start tonight Just by uh, a quick look at social media If you take the temperature on there And it is that story about the ticket allocations oh. So step on up Let's hear what you make of it 01419511025 If you are just joining us If you've not seen it today Celtic and Rangers will not Permit any away fans Into the final two Premiership games Between the sides They are due to meet Celtic Park April 8th There's a return game After the split At Ibrox um, So This decision comes after Discussions between The clubs uh, And There's an agreement That the move is necessary For security And supporter safety and Now of course It's unaffected The cup game Because that's at hand in. They'll split that Same as they did In the cup final uh, Just a couple of weeks ago um, and a very brief history lesson In case anyone's forgotten There obviously used to be A substantial away, su- away support uh, That was then cut A couple of years ago Sort of seven, 800 fans And uh, and down we go to zero now So what do you think Mark Who's a Rangers fan first up What's your feeling on that one today? Good evening panel I'm actually getting ready To go to my own birthday party tonight Oh happy so that, birthday this is, Mark <laughs> I won't say what age But this is the, <laughs> this is a, not a good birthday present As an away supporter um, Of Rangers um, this, to me, is the death of the fan. Um, an absolute sham- shambles. No, it's bad enough. It, it was bad enough for the last two or three years, uh, only having seven or eight hundred. But this, this is an embarrassment. Best, best derby in the world. We can't have the opposite fans. And the whole point of, of, of the Rangers fans going to Celtic Park like, in a couple of weeks' time is for the Celtic fans to wind us up because they're winning the title. This, this is what it's about. This is, honestly, it's, it's actually... Um, it's very, very embarrassing. It actually kills Scottish football because anywhere you go in the world, it's all about Rangers and Celtic. And um, not to have the opposite fans. I mean, I don't know any powers that be that can get involved here. If there is a power that be that has any sort of jurisdiction here, I don't believe it's a crowd safety issue. I think the Rangers' point of view... Well, first of all, the Rangers' board can't even make their own fans happy at Ibrox for this my years. So that I don't trust the Rangers' board with anything to do with tickets. But there's, there's, I think this is... Um, from a Rangers point of view, obviously they, they, don't, they don't sell Celtic are going to win the title. Some of the fans are going to be upset, but I think this is an embarrassment. It's actually not, not having the away fans at an old firm game, um, at any game, but an old firm game is actually, um, it actually ruins the competition and uh, it's actually very degrading to their own support. The fans behave, well, vast majority of fans behave at, these, at the game and this will just encourage trouble outside the ground. So I think it's a terrible decision and it's the death of the fan. Um, I, I appreciate that Mark speaks with terrific passion as a Rangers supporter. However, I think it's not the death of the fan because there'll be 60,000 at Celtic Park on the 8th of April and on whichever date Rangers play Celtic at Ibrooks after the split, there'll be 50,000 Rangers fans inside Ibrooks. So it's not the death of the fan. 
It doesn't kill Scottish football because this is the fixture which defines Scottish mm. football. We is, is that in many ways marked point? What, what for some people, what used to be the a real a real feature of this fixture was the you know the big away allocation. You get yeah. the colour, you get the rivalry. And look, before we go any further, I think it's obvious there are elements of that that become unsavoury. There yeah. are elements that spill over. But as Mark says, for the majority, it, it used to be the bit that was the real spectacle, did it not? For for eyes, without know, doubt, without w- doubt. But television will just see fifty thousand people at Ibrox and sixty thousand at Celtic Park. They will moan, or they will regret the 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 lack of any away support. However, they'll still televise it, and it's still the reason why we've got a television contract. Um, for me, I think relations between the clubs deteriorated very badly when the league was called early because of the pandemic and Celtic were awarded the title and therefore mm. nine in a row. Feels like it was before that, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, but I, I won't argue too much. But I mean, that was a, a watershed moment because the Rangers then insinuated that the SPFL was not fit for purpose and the insinuation was, to my way of thinking, that the SPFL were favouring Celtic. We haven't looked back since then. Uh, and now we've actually taken the step to go from 800 at each ground to none at all. Uh, and it's a it's a sad day for our game. However, it will not kill anything because there will still be 60,000 for the Rangers game at Celtic Park and there'll still be mm. 50,000 for the Celtic yeah. visit to Ibrox. Just to be fair, I, I, I think this, there is the temptation to draw on all these other things and I don't really want mm-hmm. to get the scatter gone out, but just since you mentioned it, the, the allocation was cut before Covid was a thing So the allocation was cut Before lockdown Before suggestions of You know titles And all that stuff So again I don't want to argue yeah, About that but, too but, much Because uh, we're, to, we're getting to, Sidetracked to, go back, though, to, to my point The relationship Between the two mm. clubs At the time yeah. of the league Being called mm. early Maybe Yeah I, like I say I'm Deteriorated not, very badly I'm not going to split hairs On that But if we're talking about The ticket allocation That was cut prior to that mm-hmm. So um, what, what do you think Jim I mean in, in general terms Mark's very passionate about mm-hmm. it as, as a Rangers fan You grew up with the fixture mm-hmm. Was that not always a, a, a part of it You get these big away allocations Yeah I think that As I said if you go I mean I mentioned At the very start of the programme For me if, you, if you're given One side of it Or a, a, a significant a numbers Then fine But I think there is more trouble Than it's worth If you're only going to give seven sure. or 800 yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, I, for I take me, that point that, That's the reason why I think at this moment in time it's either you give a significant amount or, of, none. or, or none, yeah. and well, I think that they've said, and I think that in, in terms of, you know, not just that that particular game, but football in general, you know, the, the that that kind of rivalry um, that you tend to have between two massive clubs will always be there, whether it's whether it's just one group of supporters yeah. or the other. So I don't think we'll lose that rivalry, uh, and I think you'll you'll get a sense of that obviously in the semi final in a couple of weeks' time. What do you make of that? Argument Mark That although you want to go back to the Old days If you like The fact that it was 700 The fact that it was 800 And it's now become zero Do you you get that You know Jim's saying that he thinks That's kind of more hassle Than it's worth anyway Do you see any truth in that? It can be more hassle Than it's worth To have no away fans Is is what I mean by the death of the fan The point I'm making is And I've got I've got I know dozens of Celtic season ticket holders And they go there And they go and buy Their two old firm game tickets When they know Rangers Are coming to their stadium Because they want to wind us up That's the whole point Of the away support And supporting your team And not to have an away base there At all Is actually embarrassing For both clubs For both board of directors Um, It's the biggest derby in the world 
and I, the, I, I think they should be back to seven or 8,000 supporters. The actual reason this happened was five years ago, guys, actually, because at the Rangers, I remember Rangers board meeting when the new board came in, and they wanted, the Rangers fans were complaining because during this time, Brendan Rodgers was winning everything, and Celtic were bringing 8,000 to Ibrooks, and obviously Celtic were beating his hands down. So I remember at the board meeting, some, a, a fan brought up, you should cut their allocation because then you'll get more Rangers season tickets that way, and also it'll try and make the game more even. Well, now look at it, we've got no support. Yeah, I actually, I get where Mark's coming from, and I think what we are unable to do here a lot, and understand why, is we can't zoom out, right? We, we can't, I can't stand here and say, oh, let's forget about Celtic and Rangers for a minute. You can't, because we're so engrossed in it. But if I just try, ever so slightly, right? In any league, you just take a big step back, you've got Team A and Team B, and there's no away fans allowed in a fixture. Just that, just on a purely basic footballing level, just seems wrong, Jim. Once you get into the nitty gritty, as you yeah. say, okay, well, if it's 700, 800, that's more hassle than it's worth. They're talking about safety and so on, fine. But just that very general sporting feeling that there's just there's a random couple of fixtures in your league season where the away fans aren't allowed just doesn't, doesn't yeah. feel but there, right. There are games like you know, Classico, for instance. You know, if you if you if you're if you're at um, the 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 new camp, I think there's only maybe a mm. a few hundred and a hundred thousand stadium. I say stadium. I think still have some. Yeah, but. I'm saying, you know, proportion-wise, is an absolute tiny fraction. Um, so th- there are games where I think that, you know, I'm sure, I think, uh, you know, if, if I remember rightly, I think uh, one of the, the Turkish derbies as well, I think they, they, they were trying to curtail the, the away fans as well um, because of, you, you know, s- s- you know obviously um, events that might, might surround the game. It's not it's not common. You're, you're right, Gordon. Mm-hmm. But in this particular case, for me, as I said before, you know, you've got season tickets there. You sell them all. It's a sold, sold out. There's a waiting list at Celtic Park yeah. for, for season day. So, seven or eight hundred people would have to lose their seats for that particular game, and that's why they buy their seats. They buy them for these games. So, there, there are reasons why it's not. Now, your point. Your point is about idealism, and you're correct. That this we is don't not, live in an ideal no. world. Yeah, and this is not how football should look. Mm. You're one hundred percent correct. However, this is about tribalism. And Mark on the line actually said it will lead to trouble outside the ground. My reaction to that is, well, why Why should it lead to trouble? I mean, why can't you behave uh, and accept that there are no Rangers fans at Celtic Park, no Celtic fans at Mm. Ibrox? But Mark can bring in the caveat that it will lead to trouble outside the grounds. Mark, why should that be? Mm. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) It does seem like there are two sort of well, there are various separate arguments, but certainly two that are kind of running alongside each other here. Because you've got, do you want to go back to the old allocation, the thousands and thousands? Um, th- that seems separate from from this today, from the you know the decision to take it from eight hundred uh, to zero. That is, as Hugh says, as Jim says, Hugh is that this idea of you know more hassle than it's worth? Because look, police will have played a massive part in this. The two clubs haven't just dreamt this yeah. up. They've been talking about. Also, well, fans allocating those tickets, Gordon. I mean, you, you know, you've got. Well, sure, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you might have well. the likes of twenty thousand mm-hmm. fans applying sure, for but, uh, a look, few if, hundred. If, if they, if the clubs are going to peddle mm-hmm. the line about safety, mm-hmm. then we have to mm-hmm. take that at face value. And I've got no doubt this will turn into mudslinging. But you know, pardon the pun. They threw this mm-hmm. and they yeah. threw that, and it's them that can't be trusted. No, actually, I think you will find it's them that can't be trusted. But generally speaking, without being an expert, it must be a nightmare to get. 700 or 800 fans in and out of Celtic Park or Ibrox 
well, safely and I'm, and then I'm, where they sit, the uh, you know certainly in, in the corners, you know they're in the corner. In the you're then surrounded by the home fans. It do you get the feeling it does need to be none or back to the way it used to be? Without doubt, when Celtic fans had the Broomlone Road stand, uh, then we had countless matches against Rangers where nothing happened. I mean, obviously there would be one or two public order offences, etc., etc., but. There was no full-scale rioting. Uh, and it the same when the Rangers fans went to Celtic Park. However, I think a line has been drawn in the sand today. And I think that both clubs have now decided, no, no more fans mm, of the other side. Thank you, Mark. Enjoy your birthday party, yeah, Mark. Don't let this ruin Mark. it. <laughs> Thank you. Brilliant. That was Mark on the line. 01419511025. Keep them coming. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy are here. I usually like a sort of nice build up to a weekend of Friday. You know, everyone gets on and just looks forward to the football. There's, there's tension in the air. Hugh Evans. I've looked up the ten goal scorers who scored the, <laughs> the, the, the eleven goals that Celtic have scored in the week. And, I doubt very much if it will ever come up. Couple of things on Twitter. Let's quickly get back to the phones as well, though. McSoonis disagrees with you, Hugh. Though he says that this does impact the value of the game to TV companies because the spectacle and atmosphere is impacted. Uh, so a lot, you know, along with the quality of the SPFL, then everything is devalued. And Hugh says this is what happens when any other team goes to Ibrox or Parkhead, stuck in a corner, kept in until the home fans leave. Now it's the old firm. It's now a conversation. Says Hugh. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Um, Darren is in Easter House. How's it going, Darren? Hi there, hi Barrow. Hi Dan. You alright? I, I think it's absolutely embarrassing the fact the whole ticket allocation because it's one of the things not even just old firm fans, everybody that likes Scottish football knows that we like a bit of banter with each other. One likes to wind each other up. When one wins, one loses. And I just think, like the last caller said, it's the death of the away fan taking it all away. Yeah, I mean, it, I agree with that, Hugh, because you're shaking your head, right? I'm not, I don't mean to patronise you, right? But for a long time, you've gone to football games now in a, in a neutral capacity, in a, a press box, and whatever else. Again, I'll try it. Forget Celtic Rangers just for a second. The the feeling of going to an away ground as an away fan, winning there, getting that bragging—that is a key component of being a football fan. Yeah, but why would why would the lack of a ticket to get into Ibrox if you're a Celtic fan put you off going to see Celtic playing Hearts or Hibs or Aberdeen away? Well, listen, I don't want to get carried away. This is the type of thing you would do. But what if this was just to be the start? What if this what if this becomes? Acceptable, you know. All right, yeah, yeah, you can. You can have league games without away fans. Like I say, just the, the core of that just sounds wrong. Well, for me, the Celtic fans are loving Ange Postecoglou and what he's brought there, and that they will be there when Celtic go to play in Dingwall. The game after Hibs, they'll be there, and when or if Celtic and Rangers ever decide to reinstate the away fan, they'll be there. Uh, I just don't buy the argument that by drawing the line in the sand today, that's it. Celtic fans or Rangers fans won't go to Petaudry or Tynecastle or Easter Road. I, I, no, I, I don't think anyone's going that far right now. But if you if you can't go to the biggest game away from home, that 
That must take at least something away from your supporter experience And I get, I get that it's small numbers anyway Fine, I do accept that But as a, just in, in general terms Like I said, it's worth repeating The feeling of going as an away fan Experiencing it Even if it is hostile a bit Believe it or not, some people enjoy that You get to win the game, you get the bragging rights Well, here we have a question for Peter Lawwell and for Dougie Park um, Because they're the ones who took the decision uh, And they... I would imagine uh, Know their business well enough To think it won't be The death of the fan Yeah, I, I think that Listen we, You know we, we, Well they're getting we're a lot of stick for it So the, if it was the, that simple Yeah the cup final yeah, stick just for recently, The cup final recently You know Showed a fantastic atmosphere And as 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 Mark The Rangers fan Had mentioned earlier on Or Dan In, in terms of the wind up Sort of stuff Then one, one half is emptying Really quickly The other one's there To celebrate But there is that Intense rivalry Yeah there is a bit Of hostility And you know We've got to be careful Obviously in, in modern day that, that you know We don't, we don't uh, cross the line But in terms of Football and atmosphere Yeah 100% agree with you If you've got that split Totally. Uh, uh, Gordon And you even see it You know Just recently I think um, Aberdeen fans I think there was 3,000 Went down to Tandex And, stuff. and a, a, a few years ago Stevie Clark I think it was the last game Of the season Made almost like a kind of Mission statement For Commander Because they, they sold The three ends right. out When they were playing uh, uh, You know I think it was, was it Rangers I think mm-hmm. And they said Oh we don't need you Anymore And but then a few months later, it's like no, we will sell the three ends out to the fans. So, listen, Rangers and Celtic uh, fans, and uh, over the many many decades, um, you know, I've I've went all over to to support the, the the clubs, and that's been to a huge financial benefit to every other club. There's no doubt about that. But in this particular occasion, you know, as, as, as you said, the the owners or the people in charge have decided that it's not worth. Um, you know that that yeah. aspect, of it. but I do agree with you that there is something missing from it. Just fundamentally, as a football, there fan. is something missing. But again, I get back to the point where is there something missing with seven hundred fans? I yeah. don't think. What, so What about that, Darren? Because we, you know, we were already down at seven hundred, eight hundred anyway. So does it does it make that much difference taking it away completely? I think that's kind of what Jim's Jim's getting at. Do you see any any sense in that? I think it it does still take away for the game. Because even with 700, 800 away fans, there still is away fans chanting for their team, singing for their team. If you take that away completely, it's, you might as well just go back to when we had COVID and you could, couldn't hear anybody singing for any team. Because I think it's, when you take away any any type of fans, it does personally think I think it gives away a kind of advantage. I mean, I get this is not entirely the point, Hugh, but you let me run away with a, a hypothetical scenario because if this uh-huh. is here to stay, then you know, a couple of years time, you've got a scenario where the only the away team, whatever it is, three 0 up with an hour gone, the place is just like a library. Half of the people have gone. Those that are staying are a bit angry, a bit apathetic. Does that not just feel <laughs> bizarre? Well, we'll have to see how this unfolds. Mm. But that's obviously, like it's a football match. That's entirely possible that this away team with no fans w- would win the game. You know, would get themselves in a, a strong position within the match. And as Darren says, that that is reminiscent of some of the COVID stuff. The, the, for me, they're marking out their territory. The pair of them, Celtic, don't want Rangers fans inside the ground on the eighth of April because they think that sixty thousand Celtic fans, the way the team's playing. It's jamboree time And Rangers are thinking Well What if it's not mm-hmm. like that And we get Celtic at Ibrox After the split 
And we've got 50,000 Rangers fans here We're giving you up nothing As I say The two of them are marking out their territory mm. Television will not be influenced by this they, they will say Well it's even madder than it used to be well, how, how can it be Because it's it's def- How can it be madder Than it used to be When you don't have away fans The rivalry is the madness Because the, No The teams the in the they park it. The teams in the park But hold on The mark That's again yeah. The marketing yeah. part com- yeah. uh, Comes from the colour Comes yeah. from the rivalry yeah, Comes from the two sets how can, I, I, how can it be madder With one set of fans Because The atmosphere at Celtic Park On the 8th of April If they feel that This is the defining moment mm. Will be incredible And if it's yeah, but, not but, the but, final but moment not, It'll be not, at Ibrox Not as incredible Than it would be If they had Rangers fans To gloat over in the corner Well it's mad Because I keep on saying to you This is a separate life form We have no but idea this is What, what made happened it the, the sep- This is what made it The separate life form well, Is it not? You know I understand It would be better If there was a proper allocation Given to both However, you're not getting back the broom loan stand for Celtic supporters because Rangers would then yeah. have to make homeless 7,000 people who've got season mm-hmm. tickets for there. And the same would apply to Celtic Park. You're never going back to the 15,000 or however many Celtic allowed in because many. they're all taken up by Celtic oh, season I, ticket I, holders I, now. I would not disagree with any of that because that does seem that way, Darren, doesn't it? Now that we're here... And, and I would understand the clubs would say, well, Rangers, you know, when the initial decision was made, they then sell all those seats, make a lot of nice money out of, of season tickets and, and now sort of can't slash won't go back the way. So do you think, are we, are we stuck here? Is this it? Is this the end? Oh, definitely. I, de- I 100% think this is the point of no return. I don't see them, both teams, going back on this anymore. And I, like you're saying, I think... I don't get why they can't just give back the maybe no seven eight thousand, mm. but a couple of thousand maybe. And I get also that means you're taking away seats from home fans, but it, I, I just I don't think it's the same game without a proper atmosphere. Yeah, I mean Jim, I've seen again since. I get where Hugh's coming from Can you actually make that happen? Fine, maybe not. But I've seen people talk about. I think the, you can, Gordon. I've seen people talk about the. The kind of half the the allocation that the European away fans get, for yeah. instance, or that Partick Thistle got. Do you yeah. remember Rangers Partick yeah. Thistle just mm-hmm. a couple of weeks yeah. ago? So it wasn't the same allocation mm-hmm. that Celtic used to get, yeah. but it was far more than the seven or eight hundred in the corner. It sort of went from the corner, yeah. maybe midway. Yeah, uh, round I think, I think the, 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 the Partick Thistle because it was a cup tie, then they didn't, mm-hmm. didn't yeah. co- cover from scene tickets. But what you can do at the start of the season is you get less for tall seats, call it two thousand, because that's the number that Darren mentioned. You you then um, when your application comes in for your scene ticket, you've got two thousand seats there, which are at a reduced price. That will w- yep. which will be less than. And is that how it used to two, work? Forgive my yeah, ignorance. I assume yeah, that's how it we'll, used to. We'll work. miss out the two the two uh, Rangers Celtic matches, Celtic mm. Rangers matches. So therefore, that comes at a reduced price, and it's your choice. Then you might think, okay, that's not a match I'm actually <laughs> that bothered about going because there's a lot of people don't like that match as much as. We've got the guys on the phone tonight Desperate to see it There's enough a lot of people Who actually avoid that match With so regard 2,000 people I think It would be doable and But it has to be done At the start of the season Or be, well, well before the season Because that's probably I think they go and sale About April don't they oh. For next season So therefore It would have to be done Way in advance With regard to the television Aspect of all this If I'm the Sky Sports director Tonight I'm thinking well, It's mad up there mm-hmm. What will it be like If Rangers go to Celtic Park Not a fan in the place mm-hmm. And silence 60,000 people Exactly But how can silence be admirable How can silence be desirable Because you can You can actually hear the silence If you're watching it on the telly I know what you're saying But that Out of the two options 
I don't know how how well, anyone you, could choose silence. Yeah, no, but I'm say, I'm saying to you, you can't have your other option. Your your like, other that's, option that's is but from an idealistic world. You can't have fine, it. Fine, but but you you set that that whole point up by suggesting that the sky producer or whoever is almost rubbing his hands because this is somehow better. That's the bit that I'm disagreeing no, no, he, with. He's thinking to himself, this could get really odd. And what if Celtic go to Ibrox and win the league there in front of fifty thousand Rangers fans? What will happen then? Maybe I'm thinking like it's an extra way to gloat if you're the opposition yeah. fan. Yeah, <laughs> you know, in terms of you've silenced everybody in the stadium as opposed to that. It's not the way you want it, Gordon. I'm Should just I? saying to you that you know yourself. You you work in the industry. You know that there are people who are their jobs are to sell the product, no matter what the mm-hmm. circumstances are. And the broadcasters will do that. They yeah. will utilise oh, yeah, that, like, that. Yeah, I agree. Seems like it's harder brought, to sell this way. Well, I, I don't think in, in, in this type of game it's hard. I, I don't. Harder. I, think the, the, I didn't say hard yeah, though. Well, harder. even harder. I think that this game stands alone, sells itself in every <laughs> single game. Do you believe this will influence the contractual talks? Television and the SPFL? I can say for sure, but I know if I had... If I was wanting maximum colour and maximum... Intensity out of the rivalry if, if we accept that that forms part of the brand Or whatever these annoying phrases are I think it's verging on blatantly obvious That that gets diminished If there are no away fans In any fixture Again I keep going back to that Because I get your politics I get why things are cut And then season tickets come into it and whatever But in a, this any football match I can't see how this would be a dis- would be better than the other option if you had like a blank canvas to start with. Well, I, I'm a firm believer in you can only deal with what you've got, and, and that's fine. What we've got now is this situation: no away fans. And I accept that I've agreed with you numerous times that once we're here, it's going to be difficult to fill back. Golden, you get. I mean, agreement. obviously, I've been involved in derbies, not uh, old firm, but D- Dundee derbies, Edinburgh derbies. You know, when they're huge as well, and in, in these cities, and you know, the away fans are there, and it creates an unbelievable atmosphere. There's absolutely no doubt that for me, if you only had one set of supporters there, the atmosphere wouldn't be quite. Wouldn't yeah, and uh, I think quite that's all I'm trying to say. And and, and I, I get that, but what I'm what we're also saying is, I think that. If, if you're then selling this game around the world I don't think you're selling it on the fact that there's two sets of supporters there that, You're just selling the game That's the way I look at it Hearts are the, the third team in the league table If they go to Ibrox They're in that weak corner uh, And they have a ground that they could fill on their own at Tynecastle With their own fans uh, They gave Celtic the... One of the four stands last week for the cup tie For the cup It's less than the league isn't it uh, But You know It's not the death of the Hearts fan They'll be there We can only deal with what we've got now And as I say Today mm. Two clubs have drawn a line in the sand And we have to yeah. live with it And see where we go from here We can still debate whether it's right or wrong though. Otherwise yeah. it'll be a very short <laughs> show um, Oh it's just about to bring in Next caller who's disappeared I don't know where he's gone We'll get another one uh, Lined up there On on the lines we are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB My word there's a lot going on over there It's kind of hard for me to read all these things at one time And, and see what calls we've got coming up as well um, Unfortunately I think Well Michael Beale spoke yesterday didn't he um, And Ange Postacoglu I think spoke I think just before that that announcement this afternoon So don't really have any uh, reaction from those two on on that decision as such uh, Ross is back We've got Ross Although oh, he's, keeps disab- he's calling in from Canada to be fair oh, well, So it's go. probably... Probably part of the, the reason <laughs> Fairly 
uh, easy to understand. We'll get Ross after the break. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy are here. It's 0141-951-1025. And we are on Twitter as well, at Clyde SSB. It is lively out there, I must admit. Um, let's go back to Ross, who's in Canada. How's it going, Ross? How's it going, guys? How's your afternoon going for you guys, I guess? Well, evening for us now, I must say, very much so. Even though the lighter nights are coming in, it's still a bit dark out there, Ross. Um, from a distance, then, what have you made of the discussion regarding the ticket allocations? Ah, so the, the ticket allocations are a little bit of a weird one. It obviously got cut down a couple of years ago from the numbers that we used to see to the 700. And much like what's been echoed so far today, I kind of agree that it's it's going to kill the atmosphere a bit if you're in a parkhead full of Celtic fans or an Ibrox full of Rangers fans. But if something happens, much like you mentioned a couple of minutes ago, Celtic take the advantage of Ibrox. The stadium has the potential to just go deadly silent. And that kills the atmosphere, in my opinion. Uh, so it's a bit of a shame that that's happening. But one of my main questions for you, you guys or your thoughts on it was earlier on in the discussion you said that the decision will have been made between the board and they'll also have included the likes of the police in the discussion. If that's the case, why would we still split 50-50 at Hamden if it's a security concern that Parkhead or Ibrox? Because Hamden can be easily segregated uh, as was shown in the Viaplay Cup final. It can be relatively easy to segregate the fans and you can move them out of the ground uh, in different directions uh, you know it's sad that we have to discuss this you know but on the day that Celtic play Rangers or Rangers play Celtic the city mm. goes on to a war footing and the police uh, are very much in the firing line mm. and uh, you know we, we can't simply say and I do take on board the point about atmosphere and the how in an ideal world it wouldn't be like this. But we cannot overlook mm. the fact that on the day of that particular fixture, it's very awkward. Yeah, but again, I think it's it's key to appreciate why here, Jim. Because clearly, mm-hmm. as Ross points out, mm-hmm. they are allowed to meet at Hamden mm-hmm. in a 50-50. Mm-hmm. This is not that Glasgow mm-hmm. becomes unsafe on this no. day and everything must change. This is specifically about, mm-hmm. well, I guess, um, because the, the details are, are a bit mm-hmm. sketchy, but you have yeah. to assume it's the... The logistical safety concerns of only having the seven hundred. Yeah, it's getting mean, them in, getting them out. They're in yeah. hours before. They're kept stay, in after. Yeah. They're in a corner that mm. leaves susceptible for. Mm. I don't know whether it's missiles or whatever. Um, that that seems the issue, and that's why Hamden's allowed to go ahead. Yeah, because you've got your own end, so to speak. If you're if you're the the, the cup the cup matches, and you're sent you know, that and, way you know, and that yeah, way. Le- left and right, whatever way you want to look at it. Um, so therefore, you're in amongst your own fans, whereas. If you've only got a little 700 or 800, you're in between all of the other fans. You're right in the heart of it. Uh, but listen, you know, the, the fact is that police have to be consulted. It's as simple as that. Now, I, I'm not saying that they are, you know, instrumental in the, the decision. Ultimately, the clubs are the ones that, that they have to they have to make that decision. But they have to they have to speak to the police and the, the authorities and the steward and all these kind of things. Uh, and public safety has to be taken into consideration. But I don't think that that's the major reason. I don't think that's the the, the mm. only issue for that. I just no, think I it's that, both it, clubs it, have it, decided that it's just not yeah, but they have, worth it for them at this moment. They've cited security and yeah. safety though, so you have to imagine part that... Of it, part of the discussion. Well, yeah, but I think that's that's been given as sort mm. of 
easy reason if you like easy to Mm -hmm. cite safety and security Mm -hmm. because safety and security quite important Mm -hmm. uh, yeah (laughs) Yeah. and on that particular day they are security and safety Mm -hmm. are matters of the utmost importance because we cannot stand back and say everyone conducts themselves in a proper acceptable manner because they don't Um, yeah but again they've sort of always had that though haven't they and that, that wasn't a problem before it seems to be a problem now because of the size of the allocation rather than anything else well you know we don't have drink into the grounds now because mm. of a riot at that particular fixture quite a while ago to yeah, be fair uh, well <laughs> nevertheless uh, it's government legislation created by two sets of fans yeah but like I said we'll even go back a couple mm. of years then this the, the, the reduction to a zero has come more because of the size of the previous allocation rather than a sudden drastic upturn in fan behaviour. But they are penned in, Gordon. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. I think that's the biggest issue is that they're penned in amongst 95% of the the opposition fans. That's Uh, my point. And therefore, I think that that's part of the issue, you know, again, of... Of, of, of making it more difficult for the police as you say fans have to be in considerably early uh, earlier than the match kicks off and then they also have to wait uh, you know a, a significant amount of time after the game so all of those things I think I'm guessing we don't mm. know 100% sure but you know I'm presuming that the clubs are just thinking listen let's just take that element away Let's get this season done and then they can reevaluate it in the summer and hopefully mm. hopefully as as all these fans are phoning in and, 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 and the guys are t- uh, tweeting, then you know, we want we want fans back in the stadium. There's no doubt about that. Do you think that can happen though, Ross? I mean, does this get reassessed or is this just the norm now? I would like to hope that it would be reassessed. Uh I, the problem is with these things as much like was discussed earlier, when it comes to the, the season ticket sales if Celtic Rangers suddenly decide, all right, well, we're going to sell the extra season ticket allowances for these Rangers games and Celtic games, then there's no going back because you you hit that problem again of they're going to have to sell people back season tickets or move them seats and all those other issues come in. I would like to hope that it's something that gets fixed in the pre-season where potentially they come back together and go, all right, let's try this and see if, what we can make work. But... I think we're we're heading towards the inevitable, which is unfortunate. Potentially, the only way that that there would be a reassessment, to my way of thinking, would be if Sky Television said, we don't want to film it anymore. If there are no away fans, we don't want it. Mm. Uh, At that point, I think you'll find um, that Peter Lawwell and Doogie Park will come together for a meeting. (laughs) Where are the SPFL and all of this? Again, and I'm not... Is a genuine question Might not have sounded it But I, I don't know is, is there a desire there To To change that do, do, I mean they always say Well it's the, it's, you know, it's the clubs Neil Doncaster He always reminds yeah. everyone He's just there at the behest mm-hmm. Of the clubs But at, at what point Then It would be nice to know Is yeah. Is he Fine with that Would he prefer to change it But feels that he can't Um is there a ruling? Can they intervene? If there is a ruling, you know, can they say, "Listen, there's," you know? Well, I mean, I always eight, thought you were meant to give a minimum, yeah, a minimum percentage, uh, percentage to away fans. So if that's the case, but whether I, that can be superseded by safety concerns, yeah, yeah, or there, might, there might be extenuating circumstances, and this might come under that. But yeah, I would be always always good to hear from the governing bodies just to see their views on it. But I think when it comes to Celtic and Rangers, invariably, <laughs> you, you know, the, the, there's, they're a little bit more quieter than perhaps when it involves other they'll, clubs. They'll, they'll come up with a politician's uh, 
diplomacy <laughs> And they will say Well first of all uh, Safety and security And uh, secondly It's a matter for the clubs And they have come to a joint agreement The SPFL will do precisely Nothing about this Hmm it would be interesting to know I'm not sure if we ever will um, 01419511025 uh, We are on uh, Twitter as well Martin's got wishful thinking He says Surely the one thing fans from both sides can This is the one thing that fans from both sides can agree on Full allocation uh, for both Says Martin I don't think that is the case I think there clearly are some fans out there Who think this is the right outcome I don't know how many Um Dumfries and Galloway True Blues Says it's very sad indeed Should be working towards The European allocations Not down to no away fans It's the biggest game in Britain for me This detracts from the Occasion uh, And a lot of Neutral if you like Opinions Colin Atherton says I don't support either side of the old firm But I would say those games Have the best Most intense atmosphere Above any other game In world football It'll be sad to watch it With only one set of fans In the ground Imagine Ibrox If Celtic are 2-0 up it will be like a funeral Says Colin I don't know what team he supports But neither uh, Of the two involved I've seen a so, lot of parties At funerals <laughs> uh, They can get a bit tasty as well Don't they Is that a, a, a sort of Scot- Scottish tradition Glasgow funerals An unwanted uh, Glasgow tradition um, But I must admit I mean Just even the We can tell the phone lines They're absolutely red hot uh, the, 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 tw- the tweets that I'm reading Hugh the, the number of replies To the stories That we've put up Um this is this this is a huge issue to, to fans one way or yeah, the other. Yeah. This is this is massive. Uh, but one will blame the other, the other will blame the next guy, etc., etc. Um, I, I can only repeat: in your ideal world, this is a sad day. In the real world, this is what it has come to, and the debate now is whether it will ever go back to being the way it was. And I repeat. If Sky Television say, well, that's not good enough for us, they're one set of fans and no away fans, we're not interested in it anymore. At that point, I guarantee a change will take place. I think a, po- a possible you know, way of, is, is when both sets of fans make their feelings known to the clubs. You know, we've seen it recently. Mm. You know, I said, you know, whatever it is, 18 months ago, two years ago with Celtic fans, recently with Rangers having the. Um, the banners are against some of the things that they're not happy with the club and I think if if the vast vast majority of fans yeah. are unhappy with that then they've got to make these feelings get, known in, in a diplomatic manner to the club because if both sets of fans are really mm. adamant then sh- somewhere along the line you think clubs have to listen to I fans. get that but here's what, what I'm gathering mm-hmm. from a lot of the tweets certainly from, from Celtic mm-hmm. fans are tweeting and they are putting across the opinion well mm-hmm. you know Rangers started this yeah, we and, that. and therefore mm-hmm. It's only right that we follow suit. Yeah. So you might. I, so I, I can't. I can't but envisage I a scenario where the Celtic fans, fans are angry with, at the club for yeah. it. You know, I'm, I'm not saying they're angry. I'm. I'm saying if they want a, a, to, this to be resolved, the only way they can sure. do it is both sets think. Because there's mm. no denying that the match is better when there's opposition fans here. The mm. atmosphere is incredible. Uh, Graham says disappointing all round. Should be full allocation both sides. Scotland's real football spectacle with another blunder gains nothing in the bigger picture. And I'll leave one from an Aberdeen fan Just because they, you just get it in the neck from both sides Can't live with each other Can't live without each other Amusing, he says <laughs> On that <Darvo>. note <laughs> Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Right, beat the pundit time I think we need a bit of light comic relief <laughs> on a night like this So 01419511025 And if you want to play Jim or Hugh You need to get your call in before 7 o'clock So let's hear it 
the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy are here. They needed a break during that. I must admit, it's, it was, it was, what a heated conversation uh, is out there. I, I learned this a long time ago that actually Scottish football cares an extreme amount about ticket allocations yeah. generally. And if you then talk about it in this fixture and the fact that there is now no allocation, well, you've just you've taken it through the roof <laughs> in intensity level. So if you want to. Agree or maybe even disagree with what you're hearing so far That would be good because there must be fans out there who think 20 years from now You'll be saying to people You know what the old fella used to say Scottish football runs on spite, malice and mistrust now, Somehow <laughs> even going against all aspects of biology I think you'll still be here Believe it or not I think you'll be the oldest football pundit in the history of the game I've There's a chance you could get a football manager's job these days I saw that Roy yeah. Hodgson's linked to the Palace job You never know so youngster, um, Any fans out there who think it is actually the right decision And are you know, happy enough with it Feel free because we've not had any of them yet And I always like balance as I regularly say uh, On the show I've also got this mad idea That we squeeze some other topics in Before the end of the show You are mad Call right? it wacky right But we'll try Ange Postacoglu is sticking up a bit for the Premiership on the back of Hitati and Kyogo being left out of the Japan squad because the manager referenced the strength uh, of the league. We'll hear Ange Postacoglu's thoughts on that. Uh, what about actual football matches? I'm taking it a step further. Motherwell Rangers kicks us off tomorrow. What about you Rangers or Motherwell fans on that? Motherwell fans. Uh, I know how you feel. I keep hearing this, l- this stat being bandied about about the length of time it's been uh, since you won a league meeting. Of course there was those playoff wins Which people mm-hmm. seem to be forgetting But I take the point It wasn't a regular league game uh, Can it, can that end tomorrow? Pick up the phone Let us know Rangers fans Will we see a slightly different team? Because I know you were all aboard The the sort of Nicholas Raskin train And so on But it appears he, he won't make the game Through injury That's certainly what suggestions are This evening Maybe even a change in formation The strongest hint yet I think uh, From Michael Beale Because I think Borna Barisic's wife Is expecting oh, And he's flying back to Croatia Doesn't look like he'll play So maybe back three Wing backs That sort of thing Let us know And one final reminder Every caller who comes on air tonight Goes into the draw For a pair of tickets To the International Comedy Festival As well We've done that all This week It's been very popular And we'll round that off tonight So pick up the phone please Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Come on then, beat the pundit time. Did we get a defeat for Gordon Diel last night, was it? No, did he win it in the end? Oh, he won not it in the end. Home. Oh, that's no use. No, I thought he lost. <laughs> uh, because I had the question about the stadium ringing in my mind which stadium's furthest east in the Premiership and he said Easter Road because of what it was called which is when you think about it it's alright logic I mean he was wrong because it's Pitaudry but uh, Stevens and Canvas Lang how's it going Stephen? How's it going there alright? Yeah have you ever played this before Stephen? Uh, no just my favourite night How do you do? Yeah Usually not too bad Good, I like that Here's what I really want to know Stephen, right So you said you're in the car Are you shouting the answers out Or are you just keeping them quiet Because the other the nah. other road users Might be keeping an eye on you Nah, I'm a safe driver I keep them myself <laughs> like, Shout them out I'll be in Rovers He's five <laughs> right. 1947 Right, anyway Let's see how we go um, Heads it will be Hugh Keevans Tails it will be Jim Duffy And it's Tails It's Jim Against Stephen and Canvas Lang You you have to shout them out tonight though Stephen right Don't keep them to yourself That won't work Um, I'll give Jim some Clyde 2 to listen to And we'll get the clock ready Stephen 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know the answer Okay Right let's go then Your time starts now 
Mikey Johnson is on loan in which country? Italy John Souter joined Hearts from which other Scottish team? Dundee United Which current Scottish Premiership manager won the League Cup with St Mirren 10 years ago today? Pass Who are our broth playing tonight? Pass Name anyone in the Scotland squad who's got fewer than 10 caps Xander uh, Clark How many Scottish Premiership games are being played tomorrow? Six Who are the last sponsors of the Scottish Cup? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, right, let's bring in Jim. Can you hear us, Jim? Yes. Good same set of questions to you. Ready? Okay. Let's go. Mikey Johnson's on loan in which country? Belgium. John Souter joined Hearts from which other Scottish team? Dundee United. Which current Scottish Premiership manager won the League Cup with St Mirren ten years ago today? Jim Goodwin. Who are our broth playing tonight? Uh, Morton Name anyone in the current Scotland squad Who's got fewer than 10 caps um, Ryan Jack uh, How many Scottish Premiership games Are being played tomorrow uh, Six Who were the last sponsors of the Scottish Cup um, Scottish Cup William Hill Okay What's the feeling Stephen How did it go I think it's close I might have just edged it How did it compare to playing yourself in the car Ah, it's, it's worth it. They're back, <laughs> man. Worse. I didn't feel too confident for sure. Uh, you both got Mikey Johnson wrong. He's in Portugal. Oh, so it's Victoria, nil, nil. Yeah. Yeah. Right. John Souter joined from Dundee United. You both got that. Mm. So that settles the nerves mm. a bit, Stephen, when you get one. Um, I think you'll be kicking yourself. You you would know if, I, again, if you were in the car yourself, you probably know Jim Goodwin was the mm. St. Mirren captain um, 10 years ago. And actually, it took you a couple mm. of minutes, to, well, a couple of yeah. seconds to, to get it. But you're right. St. Mirren's Day. I don't know what they call it It's obviously yeah. St Patrick's Day St Mirren's Day, Day 10 yeah. years ago today I'm sure the story goes Jim Goodwin told me this before And I hope I've remembered this correctly um, That on the morning of it In the Goodwin household It was mm. mentioned That it's St Patrick's, St. Patrick's Day, Day And his daughter said No dad it's St Mirren's Day Yeah there you go Good story Who cares <laughs> if it's true or false <laughs> no, That's true No yeah. he did He told me that it's one It's folklore I think that is that not what the, like the commemorative DVD is called and stuff like that. Exactly. So I think they made a, a sort of a deal Good. of it. Anyway, back to the quiz. So we're two one up to Jim mm. Duffy. It did go three one um, because Morton play our mm. broth tonight. Um, I must admit I made a bit of a mistake here. I read mm. the question just slightly wrong, but it's okay. We mm. can think on our feet because the question was name anyone in the Scotland squad who's been capped but fewer than ten mm. times, and I just missed out the been capped bit. Stephen said Xander Clark Who's got zero mm. So in the initial question He wouldn't have been right But by my version yeah, I'm giving right. Stephen a yeah, point right? right? So he's pulled mm. one back Aaron Hickey's got seven Jacob Brown six Ferguson five Porteous one Jack's right. got way more than that Yeah, yeah so 3-2 um, now to Jim Duffy mm. uh, You both knew that all six Premiership mm. games are being played Tomorrow and uh, please don't make life difficult for me Don't tweet me and tell me that actually the semi-finals and final Did have a sponsor in recent seasons Because I think they did I think a company came on board But mm-hmm. in general the answer was William Hill mm-hmm. And you both got it Which means you've fallen one short Stephen mm-hmm. It wasn't bad at all It was a three for you um, Oh actually it was a five, five four. Sorry a five four A five four defeat Hardline Stephen Fair play Jim yeah, Good Stephen, man Stephen and Canvas Lang Good enough to give it another goal But it's another victory yeah, that's all right. Uh, you know, just uh, keep uh, keep my head above the water, as they say. Is that a, is that a clean sweep for the pundits this week? Did we have any any listeners win this week? Was that a clean sweep? 
Mm, anyway And I love this, Hugh It's the beauty of social media uh, I actually did see this earlier And I forgot But Peter has sent me It says Raskin's away home for the weekend He won't be playing And sure enough A picture of Nicholas Raskin At the airport So I take it at face value um, Part of the madness here Is that you're <laughs> under 24 hours surveillance <laughs> If you play for yeah. Celtic or Rangers. A false beard moustache um, Skip sk- sk- pat on And everything else They're trying you know, Someone not taking your picture these days if you're if you're at a read, high level uh, football club. I read a quote from James Sands today, now back in mm. New York after his time at Ibrox, who said that he left America w- carrying nothing that was green. When he, <laughs> <laughs> so he had no green clothes whatsoever. Um, That's what it's like. Yeah. So, well, listen. Maybe we can get round to Nicholas Raskin or whatever else Rangers fans. Are you maybe are you expecting that? Maybe a back three tomorrow, a change of shape on the pitch. Um, you know those kind of general pre-match questions. I know we're talking about ticket allocations and, and various other things, but what are you thinking about the actual Have Motherwell game? Have been playing three at the back itself tomorrow? Since Stuart took over. Um, yeah, they have yeah, been times. Yeah, yeah. All right. just curious. Uh, yeah, think so. you should know. Match up. Yeah, well, I don't get to go to many anymore. I'm stuck in here <laughs> with you lot. Twenty. Yeah, no, I'd say so. Twenty-three at the back. They'll need. Oh yeah, there you go. I know. Mm. What's your what's your forfeit this week? Because you've got off with it the last few weeks. Mm. He was going to wash Derek McInnes's car if they mm. got anything. Mm. Um, he was got what was the Kirkcaldy one? Uh, I, uh, Roger Hanna could have my caravan in Anstruther for the week if Wraith Rovers won. That's right. So we'll need to kill. I'm sure myself and Gordon Deal. Mm. Would you clean out Gordon Deal's flat? Are you kidding? You need a, need a big <laughs> Ghostbusters yeah, yeah, outfit to go that, on. Yeah, nah, I wouldn't recommend that. Nah, I wouldn't. One <laughs> of his white suits. Is his, <laughs> is his birthday yesterday as well? Oh, so no, that. no. There'll be stuff everywhere. Birthday Cam cake Leech. and stuff Cam like that. Leech. So nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother. Sixty-one. That's primary one to me. Exactly. 01419511025 That's the number you need. You can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. Uh, let's bring in Eddie, who's on the line. How are you, Eddie? Not bad guys, how are we doing? Not bad Eddie, it's been sort of one way traffic I feel like everyone who's called and most of the tweets I've seen Granted I've got thousands I've sort of said that this is the, this is the wrong move um, This ticket allocation business Have you got a disagreement for me or are you on the same track? Yeah, yeah, I think it's, I think it's absolutely the right move To be perfectly honest I know, I've heard a lot of the views about the atmosphere And, and what have you the, the Taking away from the sponsors and the tele companies Want to see First and foremost, this that fixture has become more toxic and dangerous than what I have ever known. Certainly, before uh, Newco became involved, and when it was the Old Firm Derby, it was it, it was an interesting and it was a there was an animosity about the, the the atmosphere, but it was still a great atmosphere. But now you can't you can't go into that game if you're an away fan. Without getting bottles lobbed at you, goalkeepers getting what uh, broken bottles thrown onto the pitch and things like that. I, I just think for safety's sake, it's best if we just cut, d- d- draw a line in the sand, and have it just home fans. It's interesting that Eddie mentions the various aspects of the rivalry, and has mm-hmm. now just set me up for forty-five minutes of why did you let him see Newco? And I can't believe Eddie said that. And this is a disgrace. Just come on, it's Friday. Make my life a bit easier, everyone, if you don't mind. Um, now you know why it's toxic. But um, <laughs> right, this is this is a difficult one, Hugh, because I don't know if we want. Do we want a full trip down memory lane of all the misdemeanors that have ever taken place in this fixture? Fine, if that. To my way of thinking Eddie speaks from a position He's way more experienced than me And he's going If he says it feels more toxic now uh-huh. Who am I to disagree? Yeah 
But just as a slight caveat to I, that, I get have we not had you? You mentioned mm-hmm. why have we got an alcohol ban? Because yeah. this fixture had its problem in the eighties, nineteen ninety nine. You know that this fixture has had its problem again. But when I was a child, bottle throwing inside the ground was commonplace. In excess of one hundred arrests inside the ground was commonplace. We just have to own up to the the city's history and the history of these two clubs. They have never got on. They never will get on. The, mm. the the divide has always been toxic, to use Eddie's word. But in the twenty first century, it has taken on twenty first century nuances, and now it's about things that happen in boardrooms and courtrooms, mm. and but it's just. We have reached the point where these two clubs just cannot mm. get on. What about that, Eddie? Because my learned friend has witnessed a few of these, and he's telling you, you know, bottle throwing is, is obviously terrible. Like, and that is an understatement. But he doesn't think that's anything particularly new. No, it's definitely not something that's new. But and Hugh makes a good point about the twenty-first century nuances. We 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 live in a society now. Where things are more magnified, there's so much more focus, and these incidents are they, they 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 get more coverage than what they did years ago. And what I would say is because of that that the new kind of way that we we live in the mm-hmm. social media and things like that, it just makes it it's as if it, it makes everybody's blood boil 24 hours a day sure. rather than yeah. for. The, the duration of the match And it's just Like I said I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't feel comfortable Taking my kids To a Glasgow derby now And I don't I think there's a lot of people mm. That are in that same boat um, That's fair And I, I asked for this They asked for someone To come on and give me The other side So I'm not going to mm. Certainly not going to Shoot you down I, I want to know what the do, do you Just to kind of Dig a bit deeper Do you accept That the atmosphere Is Reduced, but you just think that's fine, that's worth it, or do you actually not agree with that at all? Um, obviously, it's a different atmosphere, um, and you, you know, having Jim pointed to the, the atmosphere in the the Via Play Cup final, of course, that was a, a really good atmosphere, and of course, I'm saying that because my team won. Um, I found it quite uh, amusing seeing all the Rangers fans going away early, and I'm sure all the uh, other Celtic fans felt the same. But at the same time, as well, you know. I'm worried about the fact that we won't have any fans at Ibrooks when we go and play. Nope, because I'm fully confident that uh, Angie's team is going to go and silence 50,000 50, uh, Rangers fans. And I think, you know, that again, that's quite amusing as well. So um, it might detract from the neutrals' uh, kind of perspective of what they anticipate a, a, a Glasgow Derby atmosphere to be. Um, but I think we're just going to have to. For the, for the purposes of safety and for the purposes of everybody's sanity, I think we just need to get uh, get on with it. You introduce uh, the word sanity there. I think the old firm rivalry now has become more than some people can handle. It's become so huge. The ramifications of defeat have become so awful for people that on the day of this match, people take leave of their senses. Uh, and you know, I'd, I would never want to be a policeman or a steward or a policewoman uh, who had to handle all that goes on in the city that day. So the line has been drawn mm. in the sand today and no more fans uh, of the uh, rival team at Celtic Park or yeah. Ibrox. I do feel it's... I still feel it's important, though, to contextualise this and remember, though, that 
that for instance, if someone had just tuned in and listened to what you've said, it's not that I disagree with it, but it makes it sound like this decision today is because overall the conduct of fans has got out of control and it's totally unacceptable. But is it not mostly about the allocation is now unworkable? Is it not more that I am fully aware this fixture has got its problems and we need to do more to, to fix them? But it does sound like we're maybe missing the point a little bit. You know, when we talk about this being as if as if the fan behaviour's got to a point that's just totally broken or it's worse I, than it's ever been before. Is this not more about the allocation, the numbers, the, the logistics of it? I would have to speak to Douglas Park and to Peter Lowell, but my guess is that both clubs have decided we don't want any more of their fans in our ground. And they both feel the same way. And I fully understand that this tampers with the very nature of the game away fans, rivalry etc etc, however I think Celtic and Rangers on the same day have decided look, we don't mm. want your lot in here anymore Yeah but again only because of the, the circumstances that mm. are there Jim, like it doesn't seem to me like this is just something they've plucked mm. or, or certainly from certainly from what I'm gathering from a lot of Celtic fans who mostly, I don't know, I don't know why that is but want to go back to the old allocation In fact there's a lot of Rangers fans Tweeting me as well So I take that bit back mm. um, Like I say that This to me Just seems like it's more about The fact that 700-800 Isn't safe mm. Isn't isn't working mm. Rather than Just randomly deciding No it's all unacceptable It's all unsafe It's all chaotic It's all carnage And therefore we want none Well I mean I think you, you have to have um, Evidence to, to to back up or 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 to you know argue um, whether that's safe or not, Gordon. I think that I don't know how many games now, but there's been quite a number of games where there's only been seven or eight hundred fans at both grounds. So the police and the authorities would have to come back and say, "Listen, there were seven hundred fans there. There was no incidents involved in any of them, or there was X amount mm. of incidents involved, and that then would give." Justification, if you want to say it, to either have them or not have them. So I think I think we need more information. Uh, as you said, we we are surmising, guessing why both um, um, you know teams have, have decided this is to go down. But for me, I I'd, obviously I've been at a number of these games and I've seen the, the fans and they've been kept in after the games and I've seen one or two little incidents, but literally no more than that. But the authorities. Policing authorities and um, you know the football authorities mm. would have to give you more information sure. on that before I think you can decide whether it is safe rather than just surmising it's not. Eddie, good to hear both sides. That was Eddie on the line. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We'll take more of your calls next. We've given that a, a good going over. If you want to keep going, fine. That's the beauty of the phone in. Um, we do six big games tomorrow. Various other talking points. Maybe we could try uh, and change the subject at some point. Let us know. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy are here. 0141-951-1025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Join in the fun, why don't you? And don't forget, every caller who makes it on air tonight goes into the hat for a pair of tickets to the International Comedy Festival. Something we've done every night this week. It's been a different show every night. Tonight it's Rich Hall at the Garage in Glasgow Sunday the 2nd April And we'll chuck in dinner for two At Glasshue and Royal Exchange Square And everybody phones well. in should go And have a good laugh Exactly. Just enjoy cheer, yourself cheer themselves up. 
Just go exactly. Forget the football Well that's the thing You, you can go to Clyde1.com To enter as well Via the website um, But obviously it's more fun If you come on here and, and make a point And go and check out The Glasgow International Comedy Festival It's well underway We're talking Hundreds of shows Right In various venues All across the city It started Wednesday Right through Till the 2nd of April There's actually so much out there So I think you would Um I think you would find something that you enjoy So why not check it out And you might even win tickets with us as well I'll get you a teaser in just a second Let me quickly bring in Billy Who is a Rangers fan on the line Take it away Billy Hi Ron Thanks for very much for the show Pleasure um, Why do we need to go to a comedy festival When we've got <laughs> Mark Wilson and Hugh Evans on <laughs> You know what I mean That's the biggest comedy I've seen but, Very uh, polite of you to leave Jim Duffy out. You're obviously you're I'm fine. Sorry, listen, Billy's uh, not fine. funny. You're, you're, well, I'm, I'm quite happy but to, I think be, you to be left I think, in the background. I, I, I think it was. I think I know where we're going with Billy. Take I, it away. I can be the warm-up guy. Exactly. Take <laughs> it away, Billy. What's your point tonight? Um, the point is that, but um, not so much as the Rangers Celtic game. No, having any fans in. Uh, there's yep. a lot of pre- uh, a lot of Scottish Premier Leagues now deciding no to give the allocation. That they used to give to Rangers and Celtic, mm-hmm. you know, for away games, and I think this is going to kill the Scottish game. I know what you said and all the rest of it, but um, I think this is a downward spiral. That's to be fair though. That's a completely different thing, Hugh. That that is Saint Mirren or Motherwell or whatever deciding. Okay, we're still going to have Rangers and Celtic fans in, but we're going to cut their allocation so that we can. The more of our own fans <laughs> or, uh, Yeah or Or look after our own Own fans I mean St Mirren Were the recent ones And I think they've got finan- Recent financial figures That show that That it was vindicated yeah. You know Alan Burrows at Motherwell Took the decision a long time ago And what that does Is help you build Stronger relations With your own fan base In the hope that In the long term That then repays you It's not the same As removing an allocation Completely It's no, not No no And the figures uh, Bear out the fact That uh, John Needham At uh, St Mirren and uh, when Alan Burroughs was at Motherwell they, they took the right decision and they have grown a support which they are entitled to try to do if you are St Johnston and you want to give Celtic and Rangers three of your four stands that is also your prerogative but Celtic and Rangers fans want everything their own way and Billy's the latest one to say this will kill the game no it won't if the game will just get on and fans will continue to travel As I say when Celtic are in Dingwall uh, A couple of weeks from now They'll all be there Fans will all be there And Rangers next away game Well that's tomorrow I'm sure the Rangers fans will Stage some form of protest Against what's happened today When they get to Fur Park tomorrow But they'll be there And they'll be in And they'll be making noise And they'll get a stand to themselves uh, So it's not the end of the world it's the creation of a different world, but it's not the end of the world. Uh, thanks to Billy. We'll think, will, will we knock the allocation in the head just for now? Because we'll get back to it. And I know people always think, ah, you can't do that, but it's just it's been an hour and a half. Yeah, that's and there, fair. And there are callers who are trying to make other points. So let's let's try just, just, just a little bit. Um, right, I've got a good teaser for you tonight. Uh-huh. Um, tough, though. Um, so we're looking for the players who've got the most red cards... In the Scottish Premiership slash SPL So obviously to kind of span those eras So we're talking like kind of early 2000s through to now if you like um, 
So the players with the most red cards in top flight history, we'll call it, um, and have played for Celtic or Rangers. Played for Celtic or Rangers. Yeah. Um, Teddy Hardlock. No, so your your era's wait, off wait. there. Yeah. So we're yeah. talking. Like I say, yeah. the start of the SPL era. So that was ninety eight, actually, wasn't it? Ninety eight, ninety nine to now. So Barry Ferguson. Uh, no. Davy Weir. No. Scott Brown. Who? Scott Brown. Yes, Scott Brown has six. So it doesn't take that many to be on this list, really. So it's mm. since the SPL era started. So can ninety eight, ninety nine. Barry Robson. Wonderful answer, Jim Duffy. Top of the list, eight. Mm. Barry Robson. Okay, we'll leave He's it a there. Feisty character, Barry. Uh, we'll leave it there. Well done. You've only got four more to get, is it? Uh, five more, I think. Five more to get. So, um, so you have they have to have five or more to get on this. Paul get on this list. Yes. You're scooshing this, right? We'll leave it there. Uh, so we're looking for the players with five or more red cards in SPL slash Scottish Premiership uh, eras. So you've got Scott Brown, Barry Robson, Paul Hartley. We'll leave it there. You've only got few more to get and that's full time at Clyde1.com by the way uh, if you want to send your questions into us um, let's hear a bit from Ange Postacoglu we're going to bring in Martin uh, in just a second but Ange Postacoglu uh, speaking today uh, and answering some questions about the claims made by the Japan national team manager uh, Hajime Moriyasu if my pronunciation is correct he also he obviously, as most people know now, Kyogo and Hitati were left out of his squad. He referenced the strength of the league as a potential reason. Uh, people got very interested in this, uh, not least because, well, Dyson Maida's in the squad and he plays in the league. Um, here's what Ange Postacoglu uh, had to say on that topic. Both boys are playing really, really well, playing some good football, and um, you know it's disappointing for them they haven't been selected. But again, that's the nature of uh, international football. It comes down to uh, you know the national team managers' uh, decisions, and you know whatever decisions they make in terms of disrespectful, uh, uh, it's one person's opinion. We had five players at the World Cup who we did okay, probably better than okay. Josip Juranovic and uh, Maurizio Jens leave our football club and are playing regularly in the Bundesliga, which is a top five league. I don't think the selection of, of individual players comes down to the level of the league. Um, there's been plenty of um, you know, players who've left us or left this league and gone to the biggest leagues in the world and have performed very well. Plenty of footballers in the Scottish Premiership who have done extremely well at international level and plenty of players who've come from top five leagues who've struggled in the premiership so one man's opinion doesn't mean that doesn't mean it's wrong but it doesn't mean that that's the case either you know there wouldn't be many greater disappointments and missing selection for a world cup and if you look at the way the two lads have responded to that you know they're playing football better than ever so they're both you know really determined young men and and they're going to get to the top of the game one way or another and whatever challenges they have in front of them I'm sure they'll overcome them and my role within that is to try and um, help them do that There's a great divide there Hugh between two perfectly understandable takes on this Good, I'm glad they're not going away because it means they're safe and rested up for us say some Celtic fans versus yeah but it's good to get international football It raises your profile It makes you a better player And it might keep the player individually happy as well I'm greatly intrigued by the squad selection By the, the manager of the Japanese national team Because Daisen Maeda Terrific player mm-hmm. But he's the third best Japanese player at Celtic Park 
So maybe the Japanese national team manager is not the best judge of a player. And you are Shinjuku Shug on Twitter, so you've you've got a vested interest in this stuff. Still paying community tax in Tokyo, (laughs) but um, I also think that the Celtic fans, in the main, will believe good. The two best Japanese players at Celtic Park are spared a long journey for two international matches, which always carry the threat of injury, and they're back home here, preparing to do. The best they can for Celtic Which has been considerable Since the start of the season In general terms The Premiership Has been called One of the most uh, One of the, the division Is most lacking in competitiveness And we could hardly argue with mm. that Because Celtic and Rangers There's 9 points between them There's 25 points 28 points maybe Between Rangers and Hearts In third place mm-hmm. It does lack competitiveness However It's still a good watch And tomorrow At 12.30 yeah. We'll all be Waiting to see what happens Mother mm. Rangers The Celtic fans As I say Are going to see a team Who in their last three games Have scored 11 goals With 10 different goal yeah. scorers It's it's still entertaining But it's not as yeah. competitive As we would want it to be I think Ange Postacoglu's view Though is Jim Is that shouldn't Necessarily reflect who is or isn't called mm-hmm. up for a national squad, particularly if Dyson Mai doesn't. Yeah. Like, obviously, the Japanese mm-hmm. manager can call up who he likes, and yeah. if he doesn't think that those players are as yeah. good as the guys, that is fine. But if you're going to bring the strength mm-hmm. of the league into it, it's understandable that people would first of all say, Why have you called up Dyson Maida mm-hmm. then? And secondly, like Ange Postacoglu would point out to all of the other individual yeah. international players who man- somehow managed to do both. Yeah, I mean, uh, to, to me, listen, he's, he's exactly right, Ange Postacoglu. The manager, um, the, the Japanese national manager's absolutely perfect, as is Stevie Clark, because you'll know he's going to bring every player that everyone wants um, an international setup. But I, I think to, to rubbish the league uh, is, is, is absolutely. Unacceptable to monish me. Um, you know, you look at the quality of the players, the quality of the team he's playing in, the style. Um, you know, can he add those qualities or, or are those qualities suitable to the way you want to play? And if it is, you bring them in. And yeah, I mean, listen, we could list umpteen players and we had this um, argument before. I think particularly with Van Dyke, you know, that it was, you know, that he wasn't getting tested and all these kind of things until he went to England and all of a sudden he goes. And as far as the competition is concerned in the league, the majority of leagues around Europe are dominated by certain teams. PSG, for instance, are miles ahead. Napoli at this moment are miles ahead. You know, usually Bayern are this year a little bit, but they look as if they're they're, they're on the front foot now. Um, so, listen, you know, the, 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 there are a number of uh, leagues mm. that, that are dominated. So I, I think that the, the competitive side of it, to me, is a lazy argument. And, uh, you know, I don't think that stands up. Martin is in Coatbridge. Martin, are you wanting to talk ticket allocations or actual football on the pitch? Take it away. Hi, Gordon. How are you doing, mate? Good. Mate, I'm, listen, I'm actually... I was wanting to talk about the, the fixtures this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. But I want to put my point in about allocations. And, hi, Jim. Hi, Hugh. Hi, Mum. And Gordon, yourself, mate. Um, what Jim and, and Hugh were talking about there is... Uh, honestly, I agree fully... Uh, Hugh was saying there about Maeda being the third best player in the Celtic team of the Japanese boys that's true in, in my eyes uh, Jim was talking about Van Dyke and stuff I've got to say right see Vickers uh, Big Vic as I call him Vickers is as good as Van Dyke was at Celtic when Van Dyke was playing at Celtic Vickers is as good, right, is as, good as him right at this moment 
I, so I just want to put that one yeah, out that's there, high praise Jim what do you, I mean you you like looking at defensive yeah. players and so on mm-hmm. no, I, listen I think Karabak is outstanding again you know you can say well is he tested and all these kind of thing but you know the way um, Celtic play invariably he's he's having to do a lot of stuff one on one defending and if there is a defender in, in the league as I don't just mean the Scottish League and in many many leagues that I would fancy be able to handle that it's Carter Vickers um you know, he reads the game well. He's strong. He's upper body. He, you know, he, he, he keeps it keeps it sensible with, with the ball. Doesn't try anything too dramatic. But overall, absolutely terrific defender, outstanding defender. I, I'm actually amazed that when I when I look mm. at it, Man City, that they, they didn't you know look at his his progress at Celtic and decide to keep him because I still think he's 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 probably as good if not better than one or two that they would pay fifty sixty million for. Um, even though if he went on for sale, he wouldn't get anywhere near that. Oh, Spurs, probably, you mean? He was at Spurs. Uh, Spurs, sorry. Spurs. The comparison's interesting, Dyer, isn't it? for instance, is one of them. I think he's a better defender than uh, Eric Dyer. The, the comparison of those two, because the, you probably need to look at it in two separate mm-hmm. ways. The the specific job that they are doing mm-hmm. right now for Celtic, mm-hmm. but but then versus what's a player's ceiling. I don't mm-hmm. Cameron, I, I'm not disagreeing. Cameron Carter-Vickers might have a ceiling like Van Dyke, mm-hmm. but that, that takes quite mm-hmm. something. He probably got to mm-hmm. best defender in the world, didn't he, for, for, yeah. a, for a period. He was there for two or three seasons. He's, 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 his level certainly dropped this season alongside a lot uh, many other uh, players at Liverpool. But, you know, I mean, I think that, as I said, you know, Martin's saying there, you know, we, we tend to, um, you know, always play on the negative side rather than look at the qualities of the player. Just look at the qualities of the player and then... Decide whether you think that those qualities are good enough for your club or your league. Mm-hmm. And I think Carter Vickers has more than enough quality to play in English Premier League at the top clubs. Not even, you know, at the bottom level clubs. Sometimes we think, oh, he's maybe not top six or top eight. He, I think, definitely is. Especially in modern day football, big, the way he's played. Big fans' high, favourite. High here. lines. Yeah, I mean, last weekend exemplified what he's all about. Terrific at the defensive work that he did at Tynecastle and then comes up with a goal. Uh, at the other end to secure Celtic's victory so I think he's been an even better signing than the Celtic fans hoped for because he'd been around the block you know, he'd been at several clubs uh, and he came late in the transfer window and you wondered did Celtic snatch at him but he has more than justified Celtic's faith in him It's a good debate you've got us going on Martin I'm going to have to nip it there I didn't realise we were so late for the break My apologies We'll do it again soon though If you give us a call back please Um, Quickly on the teaser before we do Can you name the Seven players with five or more red cards In Scottish SPL Premiership history But they have to have played for Celtic or Rangers Like Scott Brown, Barry Robson Mm. and Paul Hartley Morelos Yeah he's got seven Well done Stephen Presley Yes. Okay, we'll leave it there and we'll get the rest of the answers next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. On the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, you've got Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans. They're wanting to take your calls, but they're also teaming up on this full-time teaser. Now, I think most people know the gist, but if you've not heard it before, the aim of the game is that you actually send the questions in, and then the pundits try and come up with the answer to your question. Uh, so this one's been sent in by Dean tonight, who wants to know if you can name seven players since the start of the SPL era, so 98-99, Who've got five or more red cards in the Scottish top flight But they must have played for Celtic or Rangers You've got Scott Brown, Barry Robson, Paul Hartley, Alfredo Morelos 
You then gave me Stephen Presley Very good at this You two I must say Ryan Only, Jack Ryan Jack is on there as well mm-hmm. Only one to get Gary Caldwell No right, We'll try and get it can before I, Can I just say he, he did play one friendly game And I think he had 15 made cars Chick Charnley <laughs> So uh, I'm just, just, just getting get in there I know he's not on the official list there. But he's, def- he's definitely on the list for red cards We'll give him an honorary mention <laughs> 15 red um, cards I think you need one We've still got one more One more to get before the end of the show Which is absolutely fine Let's speak to Andy Who's a Rangers fan What are you thinking on the field Tomorrow Andy At Fir Park How you doing guys Aye I, I just heard you talking about <clears throat> we might change the formation, but I, I don't think you should because we've still got a lot to play for. You know, we've got some really big games to come up, so I would keep the formation the same. And I try going on Monday night to see, before the draw was made to say, well, I don't care who we get, but we've got to get the final because I know as you would say, it's no mathematically impossible for us to win the league, but we really need mm. to get to this final. Well, you're there now. Mm-hmm. Oh no, you're not. Semi-final. You just get half of Glasgow screaming at the radio. No, no, you're not. I take that back. If it's all played in Inverness or Falkirk, you'd have been there, but you're not. Is that is that what this? We've not had you on the show since the the, the draw was actually made, Hugh. But is that is that the reality then for Rangers? Just keep doing what they're doing, try and play their way into that fixture. And the funny thing is, they meet in the league as we now know, in front of Norway fans before then, but. The winner of the semi-final between Celtic and Rangers on the 30th of April is the winner of the Scottish oh, Cup. Oh, how disrespectful. No, it's the not Falkirk disrespectful. fans will be saying, I know, I know, I get it, it, it I get it. It is entirely a matter of common sense, sound reason. The winner of the Celtic Rangers game on the 30th of April is the winner of the Scottish Cup. Hands down. I am still sorry to Inverness and Falkirk fans because I know that's not easy to hear. Well, if they think that they can beat Celtic or Listen, Rangers in the final, you don't get uppity about it. I'm just saying, it's just it's you know mm-hmm. we need to still acknowledge the existence of a football game between two teams. That's all. Well, all I could hear last night on this program was people complaining about the fact that Inverness, Cali, and Falkirk exactly. cut up the pitch. Yeah, before. And, and, and Inverness and Falkirk fans were tweeting me today talking about how unfair they thought it was, and how disrespectful it was. It's just about acknowledging that they at least are there. I think that's at least the polite thing to do. If either of them get to the cup final, oh, sorry, whatever one gets it. If I was them, I would be trying to train on the pitch before the cup final, and then try and cut up as, as much, much as, as I possibly can. could. Uh, but uh, yeah, and, and Andy's point, you and that sort of you know aiming towards that that. that Tournament becoming vitally important for Rangers That oh, sort, of, sort of thing It's absolutely essential for Michael Beale But I, I disagree with what Andy said right at the very start That Andy seemed to be equating A change of personnel With Rangers giving up The hope of three points at Motherwell That's Maybe not, the opposite yeah it might it, be. I mean the, the change of personnel and shape uh, It will still be a team With a vastly better squad than Motherwell Stuart Kettlewell Real big chance for him to make his name at Fir Park. He's done exceptionally well since taking over. And this is a real big one mm. for him. But I, I just feel that Rangers cannot give up all hope yet because arithmetically, Celtic aren't over the line yet. They are the overwhelming favourites, yep. but they're not over if the line goes, yet. If he goes three at the back um, and plays three five two, does that mean he plays Morelos and Col- Kolach together? Or is just that, Sakala, is that to be honest, because Sakala's actually played up there quite a few times. Well, hasn't listen, he? The, 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 I think the, the, obviously it was Andy saying that the you know the, t- the the form that they played the last time when the, when the three interchanging Kent Sakala and Kolach, you know the the really mm-hmm. good movement. They weren't st- stuck on and, and, and uh, you know out in the wing or anything like that. They were, they were allowed yep. freedom. All three of them and that created space 
and and they all they all contributed. Um, and I think that's probably yeah. what Andy's maybe referring mm-hmm. to. But listen, you've got a squad. You know, you try to bring maybe shooters back available again. Yeah. And Davis and and Goldson. He's maybe looking to see if he can get. Obviously, you mentioned Barisic might not be available. So Yilmaz could and Yilmaz can come in as a wing. He's, he's more mm-hmm. a natural wing back than a defender. Tavernier and then and then you've got Raskin who's going to be missing. So. Maybe just for this particular game, he sees this yeah. as an opportunity to try something because different. Look, we know that Michael Beale keeps very little close to his chest, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he's he's referenced this possibility of changing mm-hmm. the formation numerous times, and he then mentioned it again mm-hmm. um, just the other day. And he did speak about Borna Barisic's absence, as you say. You've then got this. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. you just shoehorn John Suter into a team at all costs, but it, it would be also a nice byproduct mm-hmm. of that, where you get him game time, but you're not you're not. Dropping You know mm. uh, Connor Goldson Or, or Ben mm. Davies And be seen to sort of um, You know Be making unnecessary changes So it might tick a few boxes Yeah I mean It's an opportunity To, to, to try something But as, as Andy says You know You can't be giving up the goals You know You've got half 12 kickoffs, So therefore You've got to try and get yourself Those three points to you know, listen. Even if it's one percent of pressure you put on Celtic, you've got to try and put it on to say, listen, we've done our bit. At least then, listen, both teams are in, in, in you know good form. Celtic's in sensational form at this moment in time. So, you know, anything you can do to try and, as I said, even the minimum minimal amount of yeah. doubt in their head is got to be is got to be your target. Um, I don't know the stats, Hugh. I must admit, but I, th- I think the vast vast majority. I can't even remember if it has been the other way around since Michael Beale came in. It, it has tend to be Rangers play first. Yeah, is that, that, is that fair? Yeah, Celtic then try and respond thereafter. Um, maybe I've got that wrong, but I just, that's just the, that's the feeling that, that I've had on it. Um, Rangers are away from home. Celtic are at home on uh-huh. a very basic general level. Then you might say that Celtic this afternoon on on paper is is more straightforward. But the, but Rangers' best performances have probably come on the road, haven't they? I, I think we're both win. Uh, comfortably um, But If there's to be A shock And a draw is a shock Today uh, You would Think For Park Before you think Celtic Park Where Celtic haven't lost a game In the league at home This season I think They, they haven't lost a, a game At home Since 2021 um, Before even Ange Postecoglou Got here so you'd have to think, since Hibs lost six goals last time at Celtic Park, you'd have to think that Celtic, in the form that they are in, are irresistible. Stuart Kettlewell has the chance to make a real mark on a club tomorrow if he can get a Motherwell win uh, for the first time in 21 mm. years. So I don't think he'll get it. Apart from the, the playoffs, obviously. But, yeah, just, yeah. Just, just so I sat beside you the, the playoff, mm. the second playoff at Fir Park, Jim. It was like Christmas morning <laughs> um, I actually disagree I was so nervous That I'm not sure I managed to enjoy it But but uh, you, Obviously people will look at The Muddle Rangers game And think mm, Possibly what if Like we said Jim The mm. Rangers best You know Easter Road Tynecastle mm. Which yeah. As much as I would like This not to be the case They would go down As tougher venues Than Fir Park For sure Yeah I mean Listen I, I mean Fir Park should be A tough venue You know what yeah. I mean But uh, well, That I, I stat think, just tells you That it's not been Yeah but it? I think uh, Again part of that Is that one The pitch is now Outstanding It's standing <laughs> yeah. Magnificent pitch Whereas before It was uh, you know the, the camber on it And sometimes the, It cut up And all these sort of things And 
you know, sometimes that helped, but now, um, you know, teams enjoy going there, enjoy playing the surface. As far as Celtic's concerned, uh, you know, Hibs, I mean, Hibs, you know, came out against Rangers, really opened up, and, and Michael Wheeler said that, listen, they'll probably come to us, did score early, but like, we were so open that Rangers exploited it, and I just mm. think Hibs will have to have a game yeah. plan and really keep it tight and have a low block against Celtic, because if they come and try and attack Celtic, Celtic will just steamroll. With, with very, sorry, Hugh, very quickly, Andy, because we are short on time, is this the day then that Morelos and Cholak start a game together, or even if it is a, a, a change of shape, does that just mean that Sakala plays next to Cholak from the beginning? Well, no, I, I just think to keep the shape, all right, as you say, we, we, we can maybe change the personnel, but keep the mm. shape because that, that's what it's got to be, I think. Yeah. Well, we'll find out, right? Nicholas Raskin, he won't be involved, though Borna Barisic is due a child at some stage, so I think he won't play. Um, we will see. Kicks off at 12.30, is it, tomorrow? We are yep. on from noon. A six-hour special for us tomorrow, so make sure you join us quickly then. We're looking for one more player who's played for Celtic or Rangers they've got five or more red cards in the SPL slash Premiership era you've done really well you've given me the likes oh who have you got so far Hugh Brown Robson Hartley Presley Jack Morelos and Presley one more and I must admit you've done so well I just can't see you getting this last one sorry Gary Colwell nope Steve McManus. Nah. Yeah, I said, how, how, yeah, I mean, we're, we're actually going, Wait, we're going back. I'll give you, how are the canyons? These are all the ones that miss out. Darren D four, Kevin mm-hmm. Thompson four, McCulloch mm-hmm. Thompson, Rickson, Ryan Christie, Barry Ferguson, Ian Murray, mm-hmm. all on four. But there's one guy that's got five, and I just, I think we're going way back mm-hmm. to the SPL era. Did he also play for Dunfermline? I think. Jackie McNamara. Nope. Mm-hmm. Rangers. Sent, a young, he was a young centre back I think A young defender uh, Came into the team yeah, I'm, I'm, Maybe yeah. I've got that wrong But it's, it's so long ago But no, I think it, I'm pretty sure it was I need five red cards Yeah, yeah, exactly Must have played a fair no, amount of games No, it was Dunfermline Went down to Portsmouth for a bit mm-hmm. Jim I don't know if it was Only a, a lone spell They put you out your misery Initials Scott Wilson Alright Scott Wilson Alright thank you Jim and Hugh We are back at noon tomorrow Make sure you join us Thank you for listening The GBX is up next